Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 16th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word because I believe that this is a season for us to level up. Matter of fact, I got a book coming out soon called Level Up Your Life. I've been talking about level up all year. This is a season of new levels for us. The grace of God is made available for new levels. God has decreed it. Heaven has announced it. We get to receive it. But for us to receive what God has already provided, God does everything that he does by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. We have to receive everything by faith. So our faith lays hold of what God has already provided. God has provided new levels. Now we have to lay hold of it with our faith. Our faith is tied to the word of God. So for us to level up, we got to level up with the word. So that said, I've been teaching uh, a series uh, from the parable of the sower, this series on leveling up with the word from the parable of the sower. We're going to go back to that parable again this morning. The title of today's message is you can simplify your life. You can simplify your life. Anybody wants their life to be a little bit more simple? You know, any anybody can anybody right now just say, you know what, I, I would take a little bit less complication in my life, say amen to that. I'm going to talk about it today. You can simplify your life. The Bible says in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 30, that the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God. The seed is the word of God and God is the farmer and he sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed of the word falls along the side of the road. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding isn't fruitful. And because they don't understand it, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the rocky ground. The rocky ground, these are the people that hear the word of God, they quickly and gladly accept it. They get super excited. They say, amen, pastor, but then they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. And as a result, then as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. This is what we've been studying right now. They hear the teaching, but Jesus said their lives have become full of other things. What other things? Jesus gave us three categories of other things, the cares of this world or the worries of this life, the love of money and everything else they want. And so these other things have grown up like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and it keeps the word from working. And then other people are like good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Glory to God. I'm good ground. Yeah. So we receive the word of God as good ground. We rid our heart of all the weeds. We allow the word of God to do what it does and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. And you and I, we're after 100. Say amen to that. All right. So Jesus described these like, you know, categories that that convolute the word, the weeds that kind of choke out the word of God. He said the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want or selfish desires. Your heart becomes full of other things. You have lust for other things. As we've been talking about this, Um, I was led to just share a message saying, you know what? You can simplify your life. Your life can be a lot more simple when you do what I'm about to tell you. So I have three things to share with you. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. So as I get into these three things, I need you now to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Number one, you void out. Now, what I'm about to say is really important. You void out the power of God's word in your life when you allow your heart to be consumed 
with selfish desires. Now, actually, all three of these things, it was the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires. But I'm talking about selfish desires. So let me deal with that. You actually cancel out the power of the word when you allow your heart to be consumed with these weeds, with selfish desires. So God has given you, think about the Bible for a minute. God has given you the keys to success in life. God has given you the keys to happiness, to eternal security. Everything is found in the word of God. The Bible contains everything. The Bible contains the word, his will. God, the Bible is God's will documented on paper. And if you allow the word of God, his instruction to be the ruler by which you judge every decision, you will live an amazing life. It will be the life that God birthed you to live. If you're led of the Holy Spirit and you govern yourself by the word of God, you will become the man, the woman that God called you to be for such a time as this. However, the Bible says, Jesus is explaining that if you allow your life, your heart to become full of other things other than what God wants, then you run the risk of missing out on becoming God's best. And you actually run the risk of becoming someone else. Now, especially as it relates to selfish desires, there are some people that are that are focused on their selfish desires and not God's desire. And they are laser focused on becoming whatever they want to be. And, and wouldn't it be a shame for you to get to heaven if you're born again? to find out that you spent your whole life becoming somebody that you were not supposed to be, that you spent your whole life doing something that you were not supposed to do. So the word of God contains God's heart. It contains God's will. It, it, it tells you about God. It tells you about this world. It tells you about yourself. It contains instruction and inspiration and power. The word of God is alive. It's not just a regular book. Glory to God. It is alive. The word contains in the book. G Jesus said that these words are spirit and they are life. This is the one book that you could read on this planet and be changed forever. You could be changed supernaturally. Now, wouldn't it be a shame for you to have access to this book? Now, in the Old Testament, they didn't have access to the book. They had to rely on other people to bring the scrolls. And that's why they sat there and they listened for hours because, wow, they brought the scrolls. No, you have the Bible on your phone, on your iPad. You probably have one on your coffee table, on your nightstand. You have them everywhere. So wouldn't it be a shame for you to get to heaven only to realize that you had the book, that you had God's word, that you had what God released for you, that God put all of this power in this book and you had access to it and you never allowed the power to be manifested in your life and you nullified that power because you allowed your heart to become full of other things. Jesus explained that the power contained in God's word, which is supernatural power, is supernatural. It is supernatural power. That power can be choked out, snuffed out, choked out by the worries of this life, by the love of money, and by selfish desires. So please do not make this mistake. The father goes out of his way to get his word down in your heart. But if you don't make your heart a place that is conducive, for the seed of God's word, then you are wasting God's efforts. When I was in the military, uh, obviously I was in the government. And so we had access to government resources. And whenever you uh, didn't use government resources the right way, appropriately, you could be accused of a misappropriation of government funds or a misappropriation of government resources. Let me say it this way. I'm going to use that 
to say, whenever you are wasting the word of God, whenever you are wasting the grace of God towards you, it's a misappropriation of God's grace. My God, God has given you his word. He gave you his spirit. He gave you his power. He's given you his love. He's sending people to you so that you could become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Please don't let there be a misappropriation of God's grace in your life. I, like Paul, have to declare that God's grace towards me shall not be in vain. I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste God's efforts. God has been too good to me, for me not to become the man that God called me to be. That has to be our desire. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, once you're born again, the Holy Spirit can help you simplify your life. Now, every generation has its set of challenges, right? And every generation is like, oh man, we're not like the previous generation. Every generation has its set of challenges. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this generation, the generation that's coming up right now, and how they're facing stuff that we didn't, that we never faced, and 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 they're facing things that the generations that went before us never faced, and and we talked about that, and we talked about those of us who are in ministry and how we have to be equipped by the grace of God to be able to minister to this young generation and the things that they're facing and the challenges that they're facing and etc. And you can make an argument, you could make an argument that today things are more complicated than they've ever been, but the counter argument is this. God is still God, right? The Holy Spirit still has power. Jesus is still sitting on the throne. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, if you're in ministry, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, then the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, this Holy Spirit will help us to minister to this generation. Why? Because there is nothing that God does not know. There is nothing that God cannot do. At the end of the day, ministry and everything else becomes a lot more simple when we listen to the Holy Spirit. It becomes a lot less complicated when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us every day. We make life hard. We make life confusing. We make life complicated, overly complicated when we pursue things that are outside of God's will. When we do things on our own, when we do things out of selfish desires, when we're relying on the arm of the flesh, yes, we're making things complicated. But when we strip away everything but God, come on, look at me. When we strip away everything but God, when we strip away all desires but the desires that he placed in our heart, when, when our singular desire is to become the man, the woman that God birthed me to be, then, then yes, life becomes more simple, the pursuit of success becomes more clear, and the rewards become more fulfilling. The impact that we can have on this world becomes greater. Why? Because it's God living in us. He gives us the words and he performs the work. It's all about him and not about us. Number three, and finally, God's vision is supposed to restrain you and keep you laser focused. I'm going to talk about restraint. When God gives you vision, revelation, uh, that, that from the Holy Spirit, God is revealing to you what was prepared for you but concealed from you, it becomes a restraining force. Let me talk about it. So in John, I'm going to use Jesus as an example. In John 5, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said, I assure you that the son can do nothing alone. So you're saying, listen, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus is saying, not that I don't want to. He said, I can't do nothing. There's nothing I can do without the father. I can do nothing alone. I only do what I see my father do. I only say those things that I hear my father say. And the father is showing me. The Father is giving me vision. The Father is giving, giving me revelation. And the revelation I get from the Father is my invitation for participation. Let me say that again. The revelation I get, I'm getting revelation, which becomes an invitation for my participation. So God is showing me what he's doing so I can get involved in it. And so I'm, not, I'm only saying those things I hear my Father say. I'm only doing those things he's revealing to me. I'm being led of the Holy Spirit in all my ways. 
in John 5 and 30, Jesus said, I can do nothing by myself. I can do nothing alone. I judge and my judgment is just because it's not me judging. It's the father who's judging through me. I only want to please the one who sent me. Uh, uh, in John 6 and 38, Jesus said, I did not come down from heaven to this world to do what I want. I came down here to do what what he wants, what the one who said, this is life becomes a lot more simple when you're just doing whatever the father wants you to do. Proverbs 29 and 18 says that there were, where there is no vision, no redemptive, this is amplified, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation, the people perish. Let me explain it a little bit better. NIV says where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. People cast off restraint. People do, people have no restraint when they have no vision. The life of Jesus was simple. Why? Because he had vision, so he had restraint. He got up every morning. He went off to pray. He prayed. He came back. He said, hey, guys, I got my orders from headquarters. I got my download from heaven. Now we can know what to do. This is why the disciples who spent three and a half years with him, they said the only thing that they ever asked Jesus, hey, teach me. They didn't say, teach me how to walk on water. Nope. They didn't say, teach me how to multiply fishes and loaves. Nope. They didn't say, teach me how to perform miracles. Nope. The only thing they said was, Lord, 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 before you leave, you got to teach us to pray. My God, we got to we gotta know how to get orders from headquarters. We got to know how to hear from heaven. We got to know how to be led of the Holy Ghost. We got to know why is it that when we was going from Capernaum to Jerusalem and we made this trip so many times, we, we went the same way all the time and we always avoided Samaria. And one morning you got up and you went and got your orders from headquarters and the Holy Ghost said something to you and you came back and you said, hey guys, today Hey, we have to go through Samaria. Why is it? So, so God, you are receiving stuff that we need to receive. We need to know how to hear from you. We need to get that kind of vision. Once you're born again, the, the we become human conduits of the divine like Jesus was. Once you're born again, everything made available to Jesus is made available to you. Once you're born again, you have the same faith Jesus had. You have the same Holy Ghost that Jesus had, which is why the Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. First John 4 and 17. So we make life complicated when we make life about us, about selfish desires, selfish pursuits. Uh, we make life complicated when we pursue the cares of this world, when we get consumed with MSNBC and CNN and what's going on with this and what's going on with that. We're the ones that's making life more complicated. We need to just be led of the Holy Spirit, free ourselves of the love of money, selfish desires, the cares of this world, allow the word to do what it does, be led of the Holy Spirit in all things at all times, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to us. And that is vision and vision constraints. Pro Proverbs 29 and 18 says people with no vision, they don't have no constraint. These are people that are doing everything all the time. Hey, how you doing? What you doing? Hey, I'm doing Mary Kay right now. Oh, Mary Kay, oh, cool. you, you need some makeup? No, I'm good. I don't need no makeup. You see him two months later. How's that Mary Kay stuff doing? Mary Kay? Oh, pff, man, that was a long time ago. What you doing now? I'm doing Amway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you want to buy some stuff? No, I'm good. And you see him three months later. How's that Amway stuff? Amway? I don't even remember. Did I do Amway? No, I'm doing something else. These people are doing everything. They're dibbling and dabbling in everything. They are loosely stumbling their way through life because they have no vision. Jesus did not live this way. He was constrained. He had a vision. When you have vision from God, you are constrained. You, you have discipline. You have determination. You are focused on becoming who it is that God has called you to be. Vision, the vision that you get from the Father, it provides clarity for life, clarity for living. When you have vision and you're constrained by it, you don't chase every opportunity. When you have vision and you're constrained by it, you don't accept every offer. 
Paul said, everything is permissible for me. There's a lot of things that I could be doing, but not everything is beneficial. I know that, that there are some things that I shouldn't do because it's not beneficial. It might be beneficial for you, but it's not beneficial for me. Okay, watch this. Don't come to me and say, oh my God, God said this. We need to get in on it. No, no, maybe God said that to you. I'm going to celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. I'm going to support you in what you're doing. I'm going to support you in what the Holy Ghost said to you. But do me a favor. What's that? Let me be me. I don't have the same grace. I'm not running the same race. I'm not consumed with your vision. I'm consumed with my vision. I'm going to run the race that is set before me. I only have grace for my race. And so I only have grace to run at my pace. So I'm not going to consume myself with trying to be somebody else. I'm not going to let your vision rub off on me. I'm going to be the man that God has called me to be. I'm going to be constrained. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to be focused. I have determination. I'm laser focused every day of my life. And when I live this way, life is simple. Life is way more simple. I'm not, I'm not consumed with a bunch of stuff. I'm not chasing everything. I'm not pursuing it. I am good. I know who I am. One thing I am comfortable with, Rick Pina. Rick Pina is comfortable with being Rick Pina. I'm not trying to be nobody else. I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, and I'm going to do whatever the Holy Ghost tells me to do. God has led me to do a bunch of things I've never seen anybody do, and, but I, I just do it. At the risk of looking foolish, yeah, people are going to talk about you. People... People criticize what they do not understand, but that's okay. You got to be okay with that. You can't be moved by that. You just got to be moved by God. Life becomes way more simple when you just say, you know what? I'm going to be led of the Holy Spirit in all things. I'm going to let the word of God govern me and I'm going to let God be God and let my enemies be scattered. You know, I, whatever, I'm just going to focus on God. Even if people rise up against me, I'm not even moved by them. I'm going to pray for them in earnest because I know that their poison cannot stop my purpose. And so that's it. I'm just going to be focused on being me and the church said, amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, man, this is good. Uh, say this, speak this over your life. Say, father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up the season by leveling up in my heart. I strip away everything that's not like you. I declare that your purpose and your vision are my only pursuit. I have no other desire. I have no other assignment. You sent me to this planet for a reason. And Father, I'm going to get it done before I die. So I refuse to allow my life to become full of other things. My life is only full of you, Father, and your divine purpose. So living this way, I get to tap in to the abundance of grace that you have provided for me to do what you sent me to this planet to do. And I get to experience your best on a daily basis. My life is simple, clear, and focused. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, and you want to get the messages, go to todaysword.org. Get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address, and you're going to get my notes on a daily basis, and I believe that they're going to be a blessing to you. So listen, do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat right now and leave me some comments in the chat. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media 
on your timeline and with your friends. Simplify your life. Don't make it complicated. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That's it. I just want to be the Rick Pena God called me to be. I have no other desire. All I want is what you want. If God doesn't want it for me, I don't want it. If God wants it, I want it. That's it. It's really that simple. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.